Are you ready to find the missing link in your wellness journey? Do you want to learn how specialized women-owned businesses can collectively help you achieve the goals you want for your mind, body, and soul? Hi, my name is Dr. Kelly Alhui, founder of Orthopelvic Physical Therapy, and Molly Atala, former teacher and manager of Orthopelvic. Together, we are on a mission to help women know that there is help for whatever their needs are. From cosmetic tattoo artists to naturopath doctors, we break down different methods and treatment that women may not know are available to them by drastically improving their quality of life. We believe that no one can achieve the results they desire going down one path with one practitioner. And that is why we come together to collaborate. This podcast is for all women, especially for those who want more information on improving their overall well-being and would like to learn about methods and treatment and care that they may be unaware of. So let us connect the pieces of the puzzle for you. While listening, you will learn about local female-run businesses and understand that when providers work together to have a collective approach, we can reach the best outcomes for you. Let's get into today's episode. Happy International Women's Day. What, what? Two of our Ooh. favorite women. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Another amazing day with Dr. Kelly Alhui and Chloe Powell. Oh, yes. We're super pumped. Super pumped to have her on, guys. We actually got a chance to work with Chloe when we did the Be Well Women Summit last year, like around April, wasn't it? I think it was. And so for those that don't know, the Be Well Women Summit was actually, we had 40 locally run women-owned businesses that actually came together and we put up this whole summit and promoted all of those businesses to help have a collaborative approach so that women can support these businesses, men can support these businesses, and we can all lift each other up to help grow and support locally. And it was, it was epic. I mean, it was amazing. And so now we are launching Collaborative Connection Podcast with Orthopelvic and uh, super happy to have Chloe on because we know that she can make a big impact in this community. And we're super happy to hear, you know, what she's doing right now and how she's impacting. So Chloe, if you want, go ahead and give a little introduction of yourself and we would love to hear that. Okay. Well, thank you guys for inviting me to be a part of your podcast. It's really awesome to see what you guys are doing online and in person. So my name is Chloe Powell and I am a residential real estate agent in the Loudoun County area. But previously I was actually a behavioral neuroscientist and consultant. So no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a career transition and I'm sure we'll get into that later, but you know, I, I really just love focusing on helping other people and helping other people grow their businesses and showcasing local people. Cause I feel like real estate agents have to know pretty much anything and everything about a community. And I'm all about creating that white glove client experience as well. Yeah. Chloe, I mean, just from seeing your social media presence, you know, can you tell us, can we just dive right into it? Can you tell us kind of what you do for your clients that come and enlist in your help and you know what it, what does that white glove service look like mm-hmm. so i always kind of pose this question to my clients and i say like if they're married for example like did they have did they have a wedding planner 
Mm-hmm. And of course, there, there's going to be two answers, yes or no. So if they say yes, I say, well, wasn't it great to have that stress-free experience where someone like took all of that onto their own shoulders and just planned everything for you? Well, that's like I that's how I think about it in my business. If they say no, I say, well, you know, wouldn't you have rather had one? Because I'm sure some things went wrong on your wedding day. And they brought, they say yes. And they're like, oh gosh, you know, like we, you know, they come up with some story or something and tell me about what, what happened that was bad. So I'm basically like the real estate wedding planner. And (laughs) I take on all the stress so that you don't have to, you can focus on moving. And when I went through buying my own, like I bought my first house when I was 23 and I've bought and sold my other houses before. And I really didn't know anything about the process. I was just like going through the motions and just didn't understand anything. So I really focus on educating my clients because no matter if you've bought last year or the last 10 years, last 20 years, like things have changed. And I just basically say like, you know, we're starting over fresh. This is my process. Like I'm focusing on educating you so that you can pretty much know everything about this process that you need to know. And we make it as stress-free as possible. So I do that with little kind of like gifts throughout the process. So, you know, buying and selling a house is like a pretty, they say it's like the most stressful thing you can go in in your life. At the initial consultation, I give them a gift. We talk about like my process and what to expect. And then when they get an accepted offer on the listing or the selling side or the buying side, I give them the crumble cookies. Yes. (laughs) Everyone loves the crumble cookies. And then when they uh, sell their house, we do a closing gift for them that's curated by a local business here called Virginia Dare Dress Company. And then six weeks after, or we do a moving day DoorDash or pizza delivery and six week gift card to Home Depot. And then like, there's a whole another thing, like for the offboarding stage too. That's awesome. That's That's, amazing. Yeah. That's like nurturing. I'm not sure I understand. Sorry. That's like, that's like nurturing the whole, you know, process and making it so smooth for them. I know it was so stressful buying a house. I mean, we didn't buy a house until, I don't know, I was 23 or no, not in 23, 33. I'm sorry. I wish it was at 23. You know, but you know, we just couldn't afford it. What happens, you know, because we had all the student loan debt coming out of school. I mean, we still do, but you know, what do you say for people that have a lot of student loan debt? How can they afford to buy a house? Like, do you have any tips for that? So one is definitely talking with a lender. If you have bad credit, then you need to talk to someone who can increase that. So talking with a lender is definitely step number one. There are physician programs and anyone who's in the medical field can also access these programs as well. Now I'm not a lender, but I do tell my like medical related clients to go talk to one of these lenders because you can actually buy a loan like 0% down if you have like a large amount of student loans. And it's something that I think is relatively newer and they come out with loan programs all the time, but you need to know what steps you need to take in order to buy a house. Right. So I can't help you unless we kind of know what the budget is and if your credit score is okay and all that good stuff. But once you have that in place, then, I mean, we work with people in the medical related fields all the time, but it's just kind of mapping out that plan for you so that you can be successful. Yeah. So lender is the first process talking to them and then coming to see you. Exactly. Awesome. Okay. That's good. Cause I'm sure people are in my position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. But that's good to know, too, that there are new programs kind of rolling out all the time that we can really look to take advantage of. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then Chloe, I wanted to ask. So, I mean, obviously it's, it's so cool. You said that you're obviously you feel like you need to know everything about the community and be so plugged in. And it's my understanding too, with those gifts that you do choose from local businesses as often throughout the process as you can, which is so amazing to like highlight that community for your clients. How did you, you know, you mentioned earlier that you came from behavioral sciences what was that transition like? So what kind of inspired you to go from, I mean, clearly you're still in a people facing field. You're still using all those skills, but what inspired you to make such a big shift in terms of, you know, working for a big company, science, applying those skills, working for yourself? Yeah. So I mean, it was very difficult for me. Like when I was applying to medical school in college, I didn't really do well in the MCAT. So (laughs) I didn't do well and I was applying to medical school and I didn't get in. I felt it was like one of the first times I felt failure and it was really hard. And so I took a year off to study for the MCATs again. I did really well on my practice test. Like I got like almost a perfect score on my practice test. But when I went there in person, I just, the Mm. test anxiety just killed me. And so, yeah, I didn't pass it again. So my parents were really happy. And then I decided, okay, well, I'm just like going to get a job. So (laughs) thankfully I didn't have to work during that process. I could just focus on studying. But my first job after college was working for the army at Walter Reed. And I was doing last traumatic brain injury studies. So I learned a lot about research. I learned a lot about animal research specifically and how all that works and how wet lab research works. And it's just a lot of spending time in an old basement and you're not interacting with people. Mm -hmm. And so I would do the same things day in, day out. It was like a huge grind. So I applied to a master's degree at Johns Hopkins. I got in, did that while I was working. And I took a class on biotechnology and business, like business enterprise. And I really liked it. And the whole point of that class was to like create a business and you would pose it to actually were real venture capitalists and they would say whether your business was good or not. And I just liked that thrill. I liked creating the business. I liked working with other people and I liked talking to people about business. And now I like really regret why didn't I do business like growing up? <laughs> why did I want to become a doctor? I have to say, because that's what most people think that they should do is just become a doctor. And that means that you made it. And I, and I truly believe that's not the case at all, especially these days. And I think, you know, that's the path. That's the old path. And there's so much more of a new path. I know. I mean, I feel like I just didn't know any of these things existed. I mean, my parents are immigrants. Like we came over here from England and my dad created his own business and I saw him paving that road for himself but they, I don't want to say they like made me become a doctor because I was definitely wanting to become a doctor too. But I feel like I didn't know that becoming a business owner was like possible. I felt like success meant becoming a physician. Like Mm -hmm. if I was going to be the top of my game, like I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be a neurosurgeon. That's what I paved my path to be. And then when I failed, I was able to see like, there are other options. And so when I went to get my master's, I took the class and then I decided, okay, 
well, maybe I don't want to be in the basement. I don't want to do any of this stuff with the research. I'm not going to apply to medical school again. And then I'm just going to find a sales job or consulting. I can like kind of like pivot and go into something else. So that's what I did for a few years. I joined a startup. I learned how to create all of the things. And it was very interesting to learn all that. So I created some other like other businesses that didn't go well. One of them was like a dating consulting. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's a need. There's a need. Like I see why you have that in- inclination. <laughs> it was called unlucky in love. And like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it was because, I mean, I had dated a lot of people and like, I was like in consulting. <laughs> I actually like went on these like dates with I like won a membership to like a dating match matchmaker thing in DC and it was terrible. So I decided to create my own one. Well, that didn't work out. It's like use behavioral science to like how to date. Yeah. No, no one wants that. (laughs) Maybe not now, but yeah. Anyway, so then I created a healthcare, not a health, uh, like a health coach, like a diet coaching program. Well, that didn't work either because I don't <laughs> adhere to diet. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> and then I was like thinking, well, I definitely want to be a business owner. So like, what is like the easiest avenue? Like, what am I passionate about? And I was like, okay, well, I love, like I had an investment property at that time. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I should just like buy and like get my license, like buy and sell my own houses. So then I did that. And then I started meeting people who literally did whatever they could inside of real estate. Like most recently, I just went to a conference last week and there was this 26 year old woman who owned a hundred houses, like Airbnbs. And I was like, you're 26. Like, how did you do that? And how? how? Generational you wealth. start with one, you start with one and you have the cash flow. you buy more. That's it. It's like so astounding that there are so many facets to real estate that, I mean, I don't even know about. Like there's investing, there's short-term rentals, long-term rentals, fixer-uppers, there's residential real estate, commercial real estate. There's different ways of like generating your own leads. So, you know, you can focus on community, you can knock on doors if you want, you can do Facebook ads. But I think what I love about real estate is like, it's a blueprint for any other business. So like, if you ever wanted to go create your own business, I mean, you go through the ringer with real estate. <laughs> like, of course, people don't really respect real estate agents in the first light. So you have to kind of establish yourself mm-hmm. and you're just like put out there in front of people you don't know. And you have to be really comfortable with being uncomfortable. 100%. Yeah. And speaking back to that failure, Chloe, I think failure, and this goes for anyone and anyone that's listening, failure is actually the best thing that can happen to you. When you fail, it honestly, just like you said, it made you pause it made you think and say, hmm, clearly this path that I'm on right now is not going to work. So what is another path that I can take that will work? I mean, Molly and I do this all the time. I don't have the answers to running a business. And, and, you know, we are like, Hey, let's try it. If it doesn't work, doesn't work. Let's pivot. Right. And there's no right or wrong. It's just like, Hey, it didn't work. So let's pause. Let's think about how we did this and let's go, you know, the completely different way. And that's kind of what you're saying. What you did is, Hey, I like this, but how can I take this and then go in a different direction and then find your, find your passion. 
I think that's one of the coolest things about like Kelly owning a small business. Like for me, like, you know, working so closely with a small business is that we truly are. It's not that we're like the experts in like how to run this small business, but it's just that we are the forever problem solvers of just like, okay, don't know how to do it. I'll figure it out, you know? And like, I'll ask someone who's been there before and, you know, Chloe to you, like mentally, I mean, you just went over like a huge list of all the like different facets of real estate. You're never going to be mentally in that basement doing the same thing every day again. Like you got to pivot and change and evolve and problem solve. And if your passion dims in one area, there's so many other places that you can extend it to. So that's got to be super exciting for you. I mean, I know for us too, it's like, you know, stagnation, isn't really comfortable. Like when people are kind of coasting and they're sailing, it's like, Oh, well, smooth sailing. That's when you're comfortable. I don't think that's comfortable. I think that's boring. And that's, that's atrophy, you know, which is death. Like we don't, I don't want to atrophy in anything. I'd rather be sore and uncomfortable and working some muscles that maybe need a little bit of extra work than, you know, just like coasting. Yeah. If you like this podcast, please download, share, and review so that we can continue to share our mission more widely and support even more women and women-owned businesses on their wellness journey and self-care journey. You can also find us at www.orthopelvicpt.com on Instagram and YouTube at orthopelvicpt and on TikTok at orthopelvicpt1. At Orthopelvic PT, we are primarily pelvic health therapists that practice treating hip pain, low back pain, leakage, postpartum, pregnancy, pubic symphysis dysfunction, prolapse, tailbone pain, and the list goes on and on. Whether you are struggling with acute pain or chronic issues, we would love to chat with you and recommend the next steps of just giving us a call and we'd love to chat today. Thank you.